true crime, conspiracy theories, political ramblings. There's none of that on the brand new Adventures Anonymous Patreon account, but we do have exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers. Maps, artwork, and flash fiction from the AA Cinematic Universe. Puzzles, one-shots, and interviews. Live streams with the Adventures Anonymous cast. With a Patreon subscription from just £2 per month, it's a great way to show us you care. Because we care. Go to patreon.com and search Adventures Anonymous Podcast. Hey there, fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells. I'm AJ, and welcome back to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy, fuck nuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Hope you liked the teaser trailer you heard at the top of the show that was put together by the voice of Belsiar, Matt. And just like that, we were on Patreon. You spoke, and we listened. Over the coming weeks and months, we will throw down all sorts of special content there for you to feast your ears on. I've put in at least one blooper from this episode already. So, if you fancy supporting us, there are worse things you could do than getting involved on Patreon. Besides, where else are you going to get to see live streams with us so that you can ask us all of those inappropriate questions you have? As ever, I'm duty-bound to remind you that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. What follows is mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always, is advised. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Matt, Raggy, and myself for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Please enjoy. Right. Another week, another fucking episode. We've got to keep these people happy. Fucking audience is tough out there. Grind never stops. Crime never stops. We're not a true crime podcast. I said gr- I said the grind never stops. Oh, the grind never stops. Shit, yeah, well, the grind doesn't, does it? Yeah, I, I, literally, this is a becoming a full-time fucking job. Right, this week, we have, other than myself, self-evidently, we've got Mr. Neil. How you doing, sir? Uh, excellent, thank you. Uh, basking in anti-royal sentiment uh, from, from one end of this nation to the other. <laughs> You had to get that in, didn't you? You yeah. had to get it in. We couldn't, we couldn't go a whole fucking podcast episode without you t- taking a swing at the Royals. Your, your radical Republican politics. Hiding away in the corner, not wearing a cardigan this week, we have Chris Ragg. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing, well, I'm doing lovely, you know, as, as, as lovely I can do in these conditions, times like these. You know, mm. It's very, very sad. These unprecedented times of mourning. I'll miss you, ma'am. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Yes, ma'am. Uh, and last but not least, he's your friend of mine. We have the sauna sausage himself, Matt Durant. How are you doing, sir? I'm great because we've worked out today that running a sauna, even in these unprecedented times, costs about 27p. Per what? Minute? Second? Per hour, Year? Day? Per, per, per sauna. Per sauna. <laughs> the, the, singular, the singular unit of a sauna is a sauna. How many, yeah. how many saunas a do sauna. you do in a day? I was going to say. Uh, I guess the maximum, the healthy maximum would probably be maybe three. Hang on. So in, I assume it comes with an instruction manual. And in the instruction manual, what, what's the optimum length of sawn? Um, 
I don't know. I can I can find out. I was looking at the instructions today, actually. What's the optimal length of sawn-ing? Sawn-ing. By the way, for the listeners, Matt is screaming at his partner, Milka. <laughs> yeah, like an average sauna sawn time. Well, this is the content the listeners wanted. I guess, yeah, I guess I'd say about 20, 30 minutes, but to be honest, it's like time time moves differently. And do you need to spin inside the sauna to get cooked all the way around? Yeah, like like a kebab. Yeah, you have to rotate. Yeah, it's the higher-end ones, you just strap yourself to the pole and it turns you around. The, the high-end saunas all come with a defrost mode, I presume. I feel, Matt, that leads us perfectly into who are we sponsored by this week, and I feel it's evident. Who are we sponsored by? Uh, Harvia sauna poles. Keep yourself nicely grilled on each side for a for a thick, crispy coating and a, a delicious melt in your okay, mouth. And uh, cannibalism aside, uh, if our listeners do want to invest in one, where can they find one? Uh, in any good Finnish butchers. Any good Finnish butchers. Okay, excellent. Well, there you go, people. We are sponsored by sauna poles. Multi-use. You can dance. You can grill. You can broil. Sauna pole. Swivel on this. all right you're the copywriter enough bullshit right we don't often get to do this so i'm going to sneak in a very quick section here i know we're running a little bit over time but we got a review on the apple podcast and i wanted to read the review to you all because i feel like it's not very fair it is from the london irish blog and the review simply says now this is clearly a five-star kind of show laughs every minute suspense shenanigans hardcore dot 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 action just in case it was a sexual thing all that jazz but when listening to the dm's dulcet tones i thought to myself finally another D podcast from the shires an all-star privately educated cast who enjoy frolicking through the fields of wheat as much as the next person however once the dm stopped his fine introduction and the rest of the motley crew of adventurers chirped up that dream was shattered more chips and gravy than caviar and dom perignon that's that lot sound like they love a good Greg's. Oh, what it could have been. Uh, question. Uh, the, the comment about Greg's sounded like it was supposed to be an insult. Uh, I do love a good Greg's, I mean, as we found out for Irish as Stag do. I think that review is 100% accurate. 100% accurate, 100% positive. I agree. Who's Dom Perinon then? <laughs> <laughs> Matt sounding more northern than any of us have ever sounded in our lives. <laughs> Uh, Don Perignon was Aristobulus's uncle. He was a bit of an alcoholic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember now. So, uh, Matt, for our listeners, before we actually get into actually playing some fucking D&D, like we said we would, do you want to describe to our international listeners what Greg's is? Um, it's like um, the queen if she sold sausage rolls. It's like the and queen if she sold sausage Reasonably rolls. priced coffee. Greg's, Greg's is to the UK what saunas are to Finland. Ah, a yeah. national institution, some would say. Yeah, dating back thousands of years, like archaeological digs have revealed uh, bean sausage and bean bakes and yeah. tuna crunch baguettes at uh, Neolithic sites in uh, south of England, I believe. Do, do you know what? The, the weird fact is, if you go to an archaeological dig site and you find a cheese and bean slice, if you bite into it, it's still burning hot. Even. <laughs> They are not cooked at appropriate temperatures, those fucking things. But then only the steak is freezing cold. Yeah, the steak is freezing cold. Yeah. And, and the gravy yeah. is, is piping hot. Um, it's dangerous. How do they do it? 
I, I've genuinely seen people on building sites welding two like girders <laughs> together using one of those fucking things. Yes, just it's pulling a a, pulling apart a steak bake and using it as like emergency cement. <laughs> That's your, that, what you used to film um, Phantom of the Menace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's hieroglyphics found in the in the ancient pyramids of uh, of uh, the first humans walking around with with mm-hmm. Greg's. You can see it was chiselled into the rock face using an out-of-date sausage roll, yeah. Mm. Right, good. Now that we've managed to go a whole seven and a half minutes without actually having any fucking content related to Dungeons & Dragons, let's have ourselves a fucking recap. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had managed to find their way out of the underground caverns of the Kuatoas and back out into the fresh air of the clifftops. Making a hasty escape, they attempted to make their way across the rickety rope that connected two parts of the headland. In true Aristobulus style, he charged ahead and was attacked by seagulls, which resulted in him nearly falling to his death from the bridge. He was, of course, rescued by our green hero, Hanash, and the ever-present carer of the group, Tati. But not before Aristobulus received some fairly severe ornithological injuries to his junk. Making their way off the bridge, the party camped for the night and got some much-needed rest, fixing up their wounds. Cutting across country, they opted to head towards Nicodranus. After a day's wander through the woods, they found themselves at the edge of a large cornfield. Making their way through the tall ears of corn, the party emerged out of the other side to meet the owner of a farm, Phineas Flange, and his family. Phineas seemed a kindly man and offered them a cart ride to Nicodranus in return for an honest day's work on his farm. And that is where we will pick up this week's adventure. There you go. You're on the farm. Uh, so we've just arrived. You have. Not a lot of time has passed since we since we arrived. Um, I'm very conscious that a lot of us need a... Oh no, we've, did we already have a long rest? I can't remember. You had a long rest overnight in the woods and you all Did. healed yourselves. Just for a little bit of context, just if it makes... I know it's been a couple of weeks because we recorded a very special one-shot in between that we haven't put out yet. So uh, for the players, um, you've just arrived at the farm. He's just introduced you to his wife, who's called Gertie, if you don't remember. Hanash instantly made eyes at Gertie, who was hanging out washing on a line, I believe, and Hanash uh, side-eyed her. <laughs> and you, Tati, you could smell home cooking pies and you saw phineas's two children who i believe were called tyler and firkin and they were running around giggling pissing about throwing stuff and um phineas flange who you have no reason to believe isn't a kindly man was playing with marvin and also phineas managed to win over barbara who was very taken with him i was trying to make notes in my new notebook that you got me for my birthday Some motherfucker bought that for you for your birthday. My fucking pen doesn't work. Did that just... Please tell me Chris has just damaged his. It just slotted itself neatly into the bookcase, and I don't know how it's done it, or where it's gone. I was waiting for the sound of broken (laughs) glass as you smashed a window by lobbing a pen. So basically, Phineas (laughs) Phineas has said to you... Here we go, getting into my... Enter character mode. He says... Oh, wait, wait, before you do a day's work for me, what you'll want to do is uh, you'll want to come and enjoy a bit of home cooking, Gertie. She's made us a fine pie, to be sure. Would you like a good night's sleep? But having said that, it is the morning. I was about to say, yeah. Um, I'd love it Farming life never stops. It's 24 hours. I get confused. Everyone loves a pre-9am nap. Um, don't pretend you all love it as much as I do. Yeah, if there's if there's food going, we'll uh, we'll we'll happily partake. 
All right, you come into the farmhouse and we'll have a talk about the different jobs that are possible. And he ushers you in. And he's got those things. The farmhouse is very functional. It's got all the hallmarks of a well-used farmstead. You know, there's muddy boots lined up at the door and everything smells a little bit of wet dog. And um, when you get into the kitchen, it's not neat, but it is very homely. And uh, there's a lovely fire going in the hearth. And uh, you get ushered to the table, uh, which is chipped and battered, but very beautiful. And uh, everyone's got different bits of crockery as Gertie pulls out several hot loaves from the oven and distributes them. And each of you has hot bread and warm butter. And he basically moves around a flagon of ale and offers each of you in various chipped mugs a drink. Yeah, I'll, I'll happily take a bit early for that. I'll take a quick, quick snifter. Of course. Hanash, you, you follow Gertie around the room with your eyes. Uh, she I, goes I was going to say, like, as you put down the bread, I accidentally touched her, her hands touched as like, I went to get the bread and she put the bread down and there was a fizzle. You know, we both looked in each other's eyes. There was definitely something there. Electricity. Electricity. The other thing happened. <laughs> uh, make me a perception check. Seduction <laughs> check. Oh, God. How much of a bad man is he? It's a 19. <laughs> 19 so as as your hands brush against each other what you notice in that instant is that this isn't a lady who just sits back and cooks this lady is hench as fuck uh she 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 equally pulls her weight around the farm you can tell <laughs> these are the hands of someone who's you know helped birth breached calves and kind of like you know, smashed in fence posts with sledgehammers. Like this is this is a lady who knows her way around a farm, and not some kind of floozy. Like like this is this is definitely a very strong, independent lady who knows how to look after herself, and probably not somebody who you want to be like messing with. In other words, she knows what she wants, and what she wants is Hanash. <laughs> What she, what she wants right now is um, bread and butter, which isn't a euphemism, by the way. <laughs> she wants a lightly toasted baguette. <laughs> don't, don't give me the giggles. Too much. Stop saying bread and butter. Stop saying bread and butter. Oh, my God. Uh, as an awkward silence descends upon the table, um, can I put my hand up and say... Are there any uh, spare sets of clothing going around? For I am completely in the buff. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so you are. We don't get too many crocodiles around here. He's like, all right. What I'll say is you come with me. The rest of you, you enjoy yourselves a little break. We're going to get to the work shortly. As he's like, you come with me, Mr. Crocodile. And he takes you upstairs and you notice like, as you weave around the house, you get to the main staircase. It's got that kind of higgledy-piggledy family kind of vibe to it where there's shit on the sides of the staircase. You see there's various books on some steps and like there's like um, a toy with an arm ripped off on another one. As he takes you up, he's like, come into my bedroom. He's like, just to tell you, this is merely out of friendship. I do not expect any kind of sexual remuneration. He's like, this is just for friendship, all right? I don't need repaying and sexual favors. I'm inviting you into my bedroom merely so you can look at my wardrobe, all right? Okay, your Good. wardrobe. All right, I didn't want this to get weird or not. <laughs> as as, he, as you open the bedroom, it's a lovely bedroom. It's got a four-poster bed in it. It's got a table on one side with a vase with some flowers in. There's pictures of cows on the wall. 
as he's like, look at these. These are all of my favorite birthers. These cows, they produce some right fine bulls. I tell you what, we like breeding a bit of beef. Wonderful. That's... As he's like, you come over here. And he takes you to a chest of drawers and he pulls it open and he goes through. He's like, all right, well, uh, how you do for, for dungarees? I would love a pair of dungarees. As he pulls you out a uh, old set of dungarees and uh, you notice as he hands it to you, it's embroidered on uh, one of the breast of the dungaree. Dungarees don't really have breasts, do they? It's embroidered in the middle of the dungaree. And um, it says, um, Musty Meadows Farm. As he's like, welcome to Musty Meadows Farm. You're a fully signed up member of staff now. I get the little... No tears roll down, but my crocodilian eyes get a little bit moist as I look in the mirror and see myself in in the dung in the uh, the dungarees, and I think this this could be my life. <laughs> you hear a squawking as you turn around. You see he's fashioned a small bandana for Kato as he tries to put it on Kato's head. He's like fuck <laughs> as the crow like snaps at him. He's like all right, all right. As you hear a voice, is like you will fuck off trying to anthropomorphize me. I do not need a fucking hat like uh, Luke Skywalker in. Um, in that bit where Yoda bit Luke Skywalker when he tried to pet him. Yeah. Yes. It's like he, it's like a scene with R2-D2 and he's like, it's okay, R2, I think I know... Is that scene I've Have Star- you ever seen Star Wars? <laughs> Just out of interest. You I are guess it's right. been a while. There are no crows. You know, Gandalf is talking to, to Harry Potter. And the, and the Riddler is off in one corner and... and uh... It's in Star Wars when... Luke's going to put the handcuffs on Chewbacca. And Chewbacca's ah, yeah. like, oh, yeah, and yeah, Han's yeah. like, no, I think I know. And I, I go to Kato and I say, no, I think this bandana looks quite quite sweet on you, Kato. And I try to put it on him. Make me an animal handling check. Uh, five. Five. As you try and put the little speckled red bandana on top of the crow, he's like, you will fuck off. I am not some sort of common bandito. I do not need a fucking headscarf. As you just see, the farmer is now wrapping a bandage around his bleeding hand as he's like, <laughs> all right, and that's why we have scarecrows, because quite frankly, they're all cunts. <laughs> <laughs> he walks out of the room, he's like, any time now. Now we're going to pan back as they walk back down the stairs. I can't be bothered to, to role play all of that. We're going to pan back to the rest of you as Hadash uh, Gertie leans over you and gives you a slice of steaming hot pumpkin pie. I like shiver as she gets close to me. <laughs> and like say hey girl uh, is there anything I can help you with maybe in, in the barn she's uh, she looks at you and she's like alright well yeah I guess there's things you could do around the place uh, we, we've got we've got an old tree out the back which uh, is a bit of a fucker we need to we need to pull the tree down I mean a man of your girth if I give you an axe would you mind chopping a tree down I'll chop any tree down you want. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, that would be good. As you see um, Belsiar swaddling back in, and Belsiar's now wearing his, his Musty Meadows dungarees as he's looking like the cat that got the cream. As um, Gertie comes over to you, Tatty, and she's like, and what about you, little one? Would you like to play with Tyler and Firkin? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking... Um, if you've depending on what animals you've got outside within your within your um, your land, uh, I could I could try and train Barbara here 
to do a bit of um to, to to round up some of the animals for you if you've got any sheep or anything like that we can help with that or Ooh. if or Ooh. if you need any Why? if you need any foraging doing for for food we could we could go out on a little hunting run just in the in the I, environment. I tell you what we do. Are you any good at? I tell you what. Right now, I mean, all the sheep are out there, and we we've got a few cowboys out there looking after them. But what? Have you ever shoot a horse? No. Well, now might be the time to learn. Okay. Would 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 you and Tyler and Firkin like to help shoe a horse? They'll be able to show you the way. Okay. I'll uh, I'll I'll take the lead from the from the from the from the kids. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask if if she minds me uh, uh, just taking a bit of a bit of extra pie to give to Barbara as well to make sure that she's well fed. She she goes and she's like, all right, I tell you what. As she looks down at Barbara, she gets a um, bowl and uh, she puts a slice of meat pie in it, and she like she's like <laughs> she looks at you. She's like, is your dog kind? Would I be all right to feed it? You can you can certainly try. She's usually quite friendly, but you know I don't know if that's just because it's me. As she goes and she goes and plays with Barbara and and feeds her pie, and Barbara is is like will do anything for pie. Barbara is like doing fucking like tricks and stunts. Like Barbara like sits up on her hindquarters and starts like begging for pie. <laughs> As um, uh, Phineas is like, all right, Mister Dungarees. Now that we've got you all sorted, uh, what what job are you going to do? Uh, you can uh, go, as little as possible. You can go and help your green-skinned friend take down an old tree out the back. Or uh looks like uh, the tiddler over there is uh, going to go and, and go and shoe a horse. I'll take the tree. I don't mix well with, with equine <laughs> uh, animals. All right. Well, there you go. Let's be having it. Is everyone eating their fill? I'm just like stuffing the last bit of pie into my face, making sure that Barbara's eaten as well. Uh, as you look over, you ought to see Tatty like snapping breadsticks and just putting them into pockets and just like. <laughs> it's just a little treat for later. Everyone loves breadsticks. Uh, I, I, Absolutely. Hanush thinks to himself, he's who he wants any food, and suddenly, like, I feel like a cold shiver over myself. The whole room goes dark. I look down, and all the family are dead. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, then, and then I wake up and it's all normal. Oh. I just hear the, the chaos god laugh in my ear. As you hear a voice in your ear, Hanash, that just says, yes, yes, <laughs> good. Kill. Kill. <laughs> I'm just like sweating, like dripping with sweat this Point. Yeah. Give in to your urges. I assume you just have a constant erection from from looking at Gertrude, and that, and that in like two minutes' time you'll be fine. Yeah. As as you look down, you just see Firkin, who's snuck up behind you. He's got a bow. He's got like a children's bow and arrow. As he's like, "Are you all right? I'm 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 fine. I'm fine. Fuck off! Wow, he's a putty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he runs off. He's like. Tyler, Tyler, I've learned a new word. It's like Tyler, get this. Fuck off! And so both run out the door, giggling. Can I? Um, actually, did you say that you were? Did you say that you were? You were sweating a lot after having your after having your vision. Can I? Um, having been someone who has experienced uh, at least one panic attack in the last, I don't know, couple of weeks, couple of months, depending on how we deal with time. 
Could I make a roll to see if I recognize what sure, like, what he's going through? Uh, Perception, please. Uh, that is a six plus eight is 14. You notice he's out of sorts. Hmm. You notice he's got a cold sweat because you can see the beads forming on his head. As to why, you don't know, but you can see that your um, muscular friend, you gauge that it's probably more than just a flight of fancy, that he's more than the blood rushing to his groin because of his feelings towards Gertie. You're sensing that there's something psychological to it, but you couldn't, for the life of you, know what that was. But you try and make eyes with him across the table. This guy's got mummy issues. Daddy <laughs> <laughs> issues. He's definitely got mummy issues. Dear can God. I roll slave hand check to see if I can steal some of the Danish pastries and put them in my pockets? Absolutely. <laughs> I love how presumptive you are that you've got a full fucking continental breakfast in this box. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's like a, one of those things with the cereal in. Like a, yeah. Just They've got one of those slow toasters as well that you only get in yeah, like yeah. holiday in. In every... Um, <laughs> In, in every D and D kitchen, that's yeah, what yeah, it is. it's a conveyor belt toaster. <laughs> My first D and D kitchen. <laughs> I roll the five. Basically, you think you're being really subtle. There's a whole uh, Hanash has a whole episode, and you're like, "Oh, good, now's the time." As you go to <laughs> fist a bunch of pastries into your pocket, but unfortunately, you picked up uh, a maple twirl. And it just gets ingrained between your oh, fingers no. as you try and get it into your pocket. As you pull your oh, hand out, no. it's just sticky and cloy. As you go to move your hand, it sticks to everything, and like the tablecloth gets stuck to your oh, hand. God. As you just, you just uh, gets stuck to my hand. <laughs> <laughs> You're just flinging your hand around trying to get Kato off. You just hear a voice as he's like, this is so fucking embarrassing. Did you never learn to manage? As you're trying, there's like feathers and treacle going in all like fucking directions. As, um, as, as, you, as you knock a candle over in the entire kitchen. <laughs> and the chaos guard laughs. <laughs> this is what you see. So, Hanash, you're having a very intimate moment with your chaos guard and your inner. <laughs> as everything slows down and greys out for you, you're in your inner mind. You can just see this kind of like crocodilian guy who's like... <laughs> just stuck a cry to his hand with treacle, just flinging it around as the chaos card it's like yes yes chaos and evil stop looking at the crocodile cloud yes look at the family yes baby. the chaos card's like look at me it's like I'll concentrate the, re- the retarded crocodile it's distracting Belsia Phineas walks up behind you and says there's no need to try and steal off us. There's more than enough to go round. As he offers you a wet wipe, he's like, oh. he's like, you clean yourself up and you look here. As he, he hands you, he's got um, that kind of weird shit that people only do in films and TV where they get a hanky and they put like a few pastries in it and he hands it to you. He's like, you take Aww. that for later. I'm, I'm too touched for words. Just... Just smile. As, as you, go to, you go to shake his hand, as you shake his hand, the, the treacle like transfers onto his hand. <laughs> as for that very instant, you almost think that his he's got a very calm facade as you almost see it crack. As you think you hear him whisper the words, you can't. 
<laughs> to, he manages as like a poker player. He manages to keep up it. <laughs> as he turns to go and hug his wife, he hugs her. He's like, I'll be off then. Good day's work. As he goes to leave, some of the treacle gets caught in the hair. I have one of those videos like... that shows the transfer of germs, but it, instead yeah, of being yeah. like sickly green, it's like the treacle he's, brown. He's now got treacle <laughs> in his wife. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as you all leave. There we go. Good. I'm glad we've had this moment. Right. Um, as you all leave, you split into two groups. Um, Hanash and Belsiar you're going to the old tree around the back, which is getting dangerous. It's starting to overlook the house. It's going to fall at some point. And Tatty, you go with Tyler and Firkin to the barn. So Tatty, we're going to pick up with you, you and Barbara. And I'm going to say, who wants to look after Morden? Who wants to look after Aristobulus? Um, I'll look after Aristobulus. Okay, so Tatty, Aristobulus goes with you. And Matt, do you want to look after Maud? She'll come with you in the tree. Yeah. So just for the sake of why not, we'll pick up with Tatty. Tatty, as you and Aristobulus and Barbara make your way into the stables, uh, is an outhouse. As you go in, the double doors open and it's this warm smell of hay and kind of like the equine life. I don't know what the fuck that means. I just made it up off the top of my head. But uh, as you walk in, there are various stalls. You see the floor is thick with hay. It's, it's well regulated, it's well cleaned. This is nice stables. And uh, as you walk past, you see various horses in the different stalls, all sorts of different sizes of horses. Some are dappled and some are you know, all sorts of different things. As uh, you make your way to the back corner, as Tyler and Firkin are like, all right, this little, this little one needs uh, her first shoe. As uh, they bring out a smaller horse, uh, it's probably just coming to age the horse where it can be used around the farm mm. as uh, they bring it out and they're like have you been to have you been to a forge before we got to go and get the horseshoes from the forge um i've i've shopped at a forge before i don't think i've ever actually uh used one before though so i'm i'm relying right. on you guys all right you come with us as they take you in the horse they hand the reins of the horse off to you hmm as you're, you're like in charge of the horse. As Aristobulus is like, can I have a ride? Mm. As um, the, the uh, Tyler's like, off the horse? <laughs> or do you want a piggyback? As Aristobulus is like, <laughs> due to your age, it would only be appropriate to ride the horse. <laughs> <laughs> as uh, Aristobulus jumps on the back of the horse, as you make your way down to the forge you get a few blocks along in the farmstead as uh, you see the furnace going and there's a man who's almost stripped up to the waist uh, hang on up the waist down first he's not naked from the waist down he's naked from the waist down he's Donald Duck he hasn't got his cock and balls out in front yeah. of the forge <laughs> <laughs> it's important to note that for um, as uh, you see he's hammering out various things as, as Tyler's like ah uh, can we have uh, four shoes, please? As he's like, we've just finished quenching them. As he's like, you wait a minute and they will cool down. As you see, he's got a bunch of horseshoes that he's hammered out and they've just been in the water and they're cooling. As you wait there, we're going to pan over to Belsia, Hanash and Maud as Phineas 
takes you out the back of the farmhouse as he's like, you go through a little back garden, it's got a little orchard and a whole load of shit. As he takes you to this, um, you see this towering oak tree, um, which is old and rickety, so broad. It's almost like it's ridiculously broad. As he's like, here's the old tree. This fucking thing is older than the fucking farmhouse, but it's at its time. I worry it's going to come down one day and kill one of the kids. The kids love climbing in its boughs, but I don't trust this tree. It's at its time. Every time there's a storm, I can hear it moving at night. And I just worry it's going to come down and, you know, take one of the kids out. Or better yet, take out Gertie. I don't know what I'd do without my Gertie. Yes, you do. I don't think I'd survive in the modern dating scene. <laughs> as he's like all right well i don't expect you to use your bare hands as he's like as you look over he's a shed as he he pulls out a ginormous like great axe as he looks at hannah she's like all right big man you ever felled a tree before uh no never a tree people the size of trees but never a tree <laughs> well that sounds like a story for tonight when the tiddlers go away maybe we'll have we'll share stories Yes. Stories of blood. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like to think I'm a good judge of character, but quite frankly, you're scaring the shit out of me right now. I like shake my hands. Ah, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Tree? That one over here? Tree? Yeah. Cool. Axe? Cool. Tree? Yes. As he hands you the axe, he's like, all right, well, I've got other things to do. Uh, you know, farming things, as he uses inverted commas. He's like, I will see you later. Lunch is served at one. Don't be late, or all the hot cakes will go. No. It's at this point, Belsia, that you notice there's a sundial at the end of the orchard, so you know what time it is. Ah, convenient. It's currently uh, 11 in the morning, so you've got two hours until lunch. Easy. Um, can I investigate, like, um, how big the tree is and like, how far away it is from the house? Like, is there a chance I could, like, knock down the house? Yes, that's why he wants to get rid of it. It, On its periphery, yeah, if it fell over sideways, the top of the tree would take out one wing of the house. Cool, cool. So I take the axe and I, like, shiver a bit and then I go to, like, cut down so it falls on the house. (laughs) Fucking brilliant. (laughs) Like, like my chaos gods are just like... I stop chopping, um, but yeah. So I like I make like the triangle thing, but like in the direction of the, of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as Maud Belsia walks up beside you, she's like, "I'm starting to worry that um, he's going through something." <laughs> yeah, it's just another one of his wacky, wacky hijinks. Good on Hannah; she can hurt a fly. <laughs> so perceptive. I mean. <laughs> what do we do? Do we just stand back? Well, well I mean, he's he's a smart guy. I think he knows how to cut a tree down. <sighs> do you know anything about cutting trees down? Because I don't. No, I'm a pacifist. I don't believe in hurting nature. I know you like to maim small animals, <laughs> as you just hear Kato's like, he does. <laughs> I can testify. <laughs> Kato's like, Come on, Crocodilian, at any point are you planning on fucking giving anything towards this? You're going to contribute? Those uh, hot cakes won't hurt sh- themselves. Can I shoot a fireball at the tree? <laughs> no. Oh my god. 
Yes, of course you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make a saving throw. Excellent. <laughs> Every, everyone can have to make a saving throw for Fireball. It's like 20 feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that seems like a, a sensible thing to do. Um, so I'll cast that. 15, that, that passes. Nice. Uh, yeah, make me a damage roll. Um, 86. That's a lot of Ds. That's what she said. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's four, four, so you only take 14 damage. 14 damage. 14 on 8d6. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's on uh, that's cuz you you so, as everyone looks around, Hanash, you're at the base of the tree. That's cuz Hanash saved. So is is Yeah. So is it 28 to whoever? the tree will take 28 damage assuming it can get out of the way. Yeah. I assume that's a roll of dexterity saving throw, so AJ, so if you're not seeing, so roll the 15. Ah, thank you very much. So, Hanash, as you you get yourself to the base on the side of the fucking farmstead, because you're a lunatic, you go to swing back with the axe. Only out of sheer luck, you see in the reflection of the axe a warm, <laughs> bright light behind you as you smell burnt ozone as you throw yourself to one side as everything lights up behind you. As you hit the ground, leaves start raining down on top of you. You lie on your back, Hanash, staring up into the boughs of the tree, dazed, like the wind has been knocked out of your chest and your lungs are full of acrid smoke. As you see a single leaf just pirouette down out of the boughs of the tree as it lands on you. As you stretch all of your muscles tense, you look up and you could swear that one of the branches of the tree above you is moving. Oh. <laughs> Belsa, I think you've killed some more small animals, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> I realize now that my decision was mainly made in as a response to Kato's uh goading me on <laughs> and I I now regret my decision, but look on in horror. As you look on in horror, you see what Hanash can't is that one of the branches of the tree is animated, almost making a fist out of the leaves on the end as it turns down and goes to punch Hanash into the ground. <laughs> oh, what are you doing 14 damage? God damn it. This stupid ass tree. As, uh, Run up the tree. As, as uh, the tree is um, almost looks like it's starting to come to life, um, you see the branch swing down at you, Hanash. The tree gets 24 to hit. And it does does eight points of damage as you're splattered into the ground by the branch. I try and like stop it with like my kind of arms together, but then yeah, yeah, you've been squished into the mud and the dirt as you're sort of like Loki when he's been (laughs) battered by the Hulk. Beauty orc. (laughs) Right, it's at this point that I need Hanash, Maud, and Belsiar. To draw me initiative. God, I'm already about a third of my health points. Wow. <laughs> Fortunately, the tree has no initiative. Do, wow. me, do me and Aristobulus see what's going on? Or hear anything? You're in the forge. We're in the forge. Forge is noisy. <laughs> uh, right, the tree got three. So did anyone get 20 to 25? No. Uh, 15 to 20? Maud got 16. I got 15. Or Belsia, the character I play on. Uh, the Hanash, what did you get? Podcast. Uh, Hanash got 11. Oh, yeah, so then it's the tree last. Okay, so it's Maud up first. What's Maud doing? Can Maud talk to trees? <laughs> she can certainly try. Um, 
Does Maud want to Let's waste an action see. talking to a tree? Because an action is six seconds. Yeah, I feel that would be the Maud thing to do. Maud, Maud shouts at the tree. Maud turns around, watches all the squirrels who are leaping out of the tree, like rats leaving a sinking ship. She's like, what the hell have you done? As she hears the tree, as as this very low voice is kind of like, whoa, what are you doing? I have been here for thousands of years, and you are trying to cook me. <laughs> uh, Maud probably concedes the tree has a point. Okay. <laughs> Unless she has anything else to do, Belsia, you're up next. Let's see. I've already used... Is the tree on fire at all? No, just slightly charred. Just charred. Um, do I know anything about these trees? Like, can I make like a... Uh, you could spend your turn having a good old-fashioned think about it. Racking your brains to use your six seconds if you want. Um, yeah, because I'm kind of out of reach of the tree, right? Yeah, okay. So do you want to make a nature check? Yeah, I'll make a nature check. Uh, just to see, like, is this like a mm-hmm. cursed tree or some kind of shape-shifted tree? That's a seven. You get very little with that roll. You know nothing. It seemed particularly fucked off that you set it on fire. Other than that, okay, that's pretty much a given, I guess. It's made of wood, uh, right? Uh, Hanash, you're up as you're lying on the floor. Um, okay, so I try and get back up, um, and I didn't realize that I still got some dynamite, so I'm gonna fucking like, amazing. I'm gonna light some dynamite, uh, and then yep. I'm gonna try and run away with my bonus section. Okay, so uh, make me a dexterity saving throw. Sure. We'll call it. Uh, 15. So. Yeah. On the. On the. If we go back to the inventory. So every creature within five feet of it has to make a DC saving throw of 12. Yeah, you survived that. So what damage does it do? So. 3d6. So 3d6 for the bludgeoning damage. Yeah. On a failed saving throw. Yeah. Would you give me those a roll in your your real life? roll, Roll your 3d6. Uh, three, two, and one. So that's, that's six. Uh, <laughs> that's sweet. As you, you peel yourself out of the ground, you're cackling to yourself. As everyone looks over and sees a sparkler in your hand, they realize it's not a sparkler, it's dynamite. As you punch it into a hollow in the middle of the tree and just run off cackling, as there's a boom which throws everyone to the ground, as the tree has a bit of a hole now in the center of it, and also about four dead squirrels just rain out of the tree. As Maud is like, well, fuck me, he is the gift that just keeps on giving. Um, so I've got another, I've got two actions, so my next action, uh, I'm going to use my great axe, and I'm just going to, I've kind of realised I was chopping it the wrong way now, I've kind of like been like fireballed out of my like state, so I'm going <laughs> to run around to the other side of the house, take a swing, um, and then I'm going to run away. I'm going to run as far as 30 feet away from the tree. Got it. So you're going to take your axe? Yeah, you're going to take a chunk out of it? Yeah, uh, 22 to Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's eight damage. What the fuck? Nice. And then, it's uh, starting to look a little bit dinged up. It's, it's starting to look like it's been fucked with. As um, the tree is, is clearly frantically fucked off, it's going to take a swing at Belsier. 
with its giant uh, slamming action, it's going to attack Belsia. It's got 20 to hit. Ugh, that hits. Take 12 points of damage as you're picked up and smashed through the air, landing in a greenhouse. You, you feel the shards of glass rain down around you as you're twatted out of the way by the tree. That's the tree's action. It's back up round to Maud. Uh, Maud's going to try casting Entangle. Okay. Um, the tree needs to make a strength saving throw of 13, or it's restrained by the plants. Oh, well, then it's not restrained. Maud uses a bonus action to shake her fist at the tree. <laughs> Maud uses a bonus action to run around and pick up all the dead squirrels to use as handbags and to, <laughs> to sail on Etsy. As, um, as we quickly whiz through this round, uh, Belsia, you're up next. As you pick yourself up in the smashed remains of the greenhouse, bits of glass raining down off you. I um, think it's time to break out the ice knife. Um, yep. You'd think I'd know the rules by now. Um, You'd hope so. You've killed enough people with it. <laughs> Let's see. That's a seven to hit. Seven to hit. Uh, no, that doesn't hit at all. As the you you see it fly, miss the trunk, go off into the distance. As you turn your head sideways, you see it hit a cow in the fields. <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> as, like, chunks of meat rain down. Um, can I still get my exploding shard? I mean, you missed by some way. Okay, I'll not take that. You, you hit a cow about 30 foot behind it. Belsia also uses his bonus action to shake his fist at the tree. Uh, Hanash, you're up. Okay, so I'm going to run back at the tree, and it's going to be like when Lancelot does on Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where like <laughs> it feels like it takes about two hours to get... <laughs> Uh, and I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to use my morning star when I eventually get there. Uh, okay. Is 28 to hit. 28? Yeah, man. Fucking hell. Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Uh, so do it. 10 damage, and I'm also going to do a maneuver. Um, and I'm going to do goading attack. So it's got to make a wisdom saving throw of 15. How wise can a tree be? Let's find out. Wisdom of a tree is plus zero. <laughs> <laughs> so then it has this advantage on um, its attacks until it gets back round to me. So you see the tree swaying as some of its leaves are now dropping out as it clearly kind of bamboozled. Uh, before we move back to Tatty, we're just going to do the tree and then they'll... Oh, he's, got, he's got one more attack. He's got one more attack. Ooh, have at it. Sorry. And, and my, that dice also got me another eight. So that was 18 damage on that action. Um, Plus another eight, great. Yeah, and then I'm gonna hit it with the morning star again. Fuck me, your morning star is deadly. It's like a wrecking ball. Natural twenty. Um. Uh. So then I get twenty-four damage on that. Bitch. Oh, that's max damage on it. <laughs> twenty-four damage. Yeah, twenty-four damage. How do you want to do this? Oh, nice. Uh, it had seventeen points of health left. Yeah. I wanna. I'm gonna take my shirt off. <laughs> And then, like I'm gonna, diet and then I'm going to drink a Diet Coke. The <laughs> <laughs> music that I'm playing. And uh, uh, Gertie, or whatever her name is, going to come outside and watch as I then, like, pow this morning star into the, into the uh, oak tree and then topples down. It kind of doesn't even topple. It kind of jumps up and kind of gets airtime. 
and it kind of arcs away from the house. <laughs> Amazing. So you're taking the tree away from the farmhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As the as the tree hits the ground, Belsia, you're knocked off your feet. As is Maud, as it as it impacts the the ground, shakes, and you see the farmhouse go. Wada, 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 wada. You see the cows in the field are all like. <laughs> as they all kind of, like, run off over the hill. As at that point, we're going to... We're going to grab a quick drinks break, because it permits nicely, and then we're going to head back to Tatty and Aristobulus and Barbara at the forge. Nicely done, Hanash. Nicely done. Your morning star is a weapon of mass destruction. I was, before we said, how do you want to do this, I was literally so close to reminding you that if you get a natural 20, it doubles... All your dice. So if you added a, if you did a maneuver on that one, uh, you get you yeah. get to roll like two, uh, two superiority <laughs> dice essentially. Also, I need my bonus action to recycle my camp of deck. <laughs> Maybe a chaos guard, but he's <laughs> but he's not he's not inhuman. He's a friend of nature, just not that nature. As as Hanosh, as you watch the tree fall down, you hear a small voice in the back of your head saying, "Good, good." <laughs> Maybe next time on something that's not a fucking plant. But good. Strong start. Good. Now fuck the farmer's wife. (laughs) Back in a minute. Drinks break. Bye. Yes, right. Shall we pick back up with the storyline. But before we do, I think it's only right that we fucking check what people are drinking. Matt, what are you drinking? Um, It's an orange juice. It's not even alcoholic. There's no not even any alcohol in it. Fuck me, you've changed. <laughs> I told you I was ill. How many days sober are you? Um, About 10 minutes. 10 minutes sober. I had, a, um, I had one of these, which is very nice. Oh. From ah. Lidl, I think. Fuck me, Lidl and Aldi get a lot of airtime on our podcast. Uh, we accidentally gave them a shout-out for about 10 minutes in the last episode. What about you, Raggy? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm I'm drinking the fine products of the people from Coca-Cola, of the Zero Variety. Shit, another non-alcoholic drink. Come on, Chris Neal, you look like a man who's half-cut. You know me, my body is my temple, <laughs> and today my temple is made of cheap booze, which means the stuff <laughs> that was left over from my birthday. Amazing. Was it moonshine? No, it's the Australia. Fair enough. There you go. This week, we are only one quarter alcoholic. Everyone else, I'm literally on fruit juice, so there you go. Looks like I got I to pull extra weight for the team. Mm-hmm. Bonus XP for Tatty for being the only one actually fucking drinking. Right. As <laughs> we pick back up with the storyline, we're going to leave the back garden in disarray, covered in smashed branches, twigs, leaves everywhere, and the desiccated. Why the fuck are they desiccated? That's not what I mean. And the uh, flattened corpses of squirrels. And we're going to pan to the forge as um, Tatty, um, you have now picked up four horseshoes Mm. of the blacksmith and you take the horse over to a mooring point it's probably not the right phrase but i'm not very good with horses it's probably something you do to a boat but you you tie up the horse on a post hitching hitching hitching, hitching. you ever played red dead redemption you must have i know chris (laughs) 
I once was wanted by the police and I ran around with the sheriff trying to avoid the sheriff. They finally, I went to the sheriff's office to pay off a ginormous fine of like two, three hundred dollars for murdering a bunch of people. Paid off my fine. I was no longer a wanted person. I came out of the sheriff's office. I got on my horse and someone screamed thief. And I looked over and realized I'd got on the wrong horse and I was just stealing some Has random person. Has this ever horse. happened to you? <laughs> But AJ, we were talking about Red Dead Redemption. We're talking about things from your life. It's true. Yeah, I got I got done for like horse rustling or something like that. It's literally because I just couldn't tell the difference between one fucking horse and another. But there you go. Story in the day of my life. Uh, right, Tatty, as you as you uh, Tyler and Firkin are like, what do you know about horses? Um, I know that there's many different types of horses. Uh, I know that. Uh, horses are are good for uh, travel, for riding horses, um, and I know that they're good for carrying things. Wow, that's brilliant. Aristobulus is like, and now I've got to treat them with respect, as you just see him embracing a horse. <laughs> the horse kicks him. <laughs> uh, oh, he makes... what respect means. He just thinks it's love. Mm. <laughs> so you see him drop his trousers. Um he gets a 16. As you see, Aristobulus is like, I'm very sorry for what's about to happen. As you see him having an intimate moment with the horse, as he embraces the horse, Tyler and Firkin are like, this is good. What you need to do is calm the horse. Could you say a few, could you say a few words, Tatty? This isn't going to calm the horse. I'm going to, I'm going to just do that thing that like, like, I'm thinking of like Aragorn in Lord of the Rings when he like walks over and like, puts his head against the horse's head and then like strokes up and down the like up and down the nose kind of you said it was like a small horse right small smallish um they they drag you over some steps as you step up onto the steps so that you're at like head to head with the horse yeah i just like i very slowly put my forehead against the horse's head and then just like very gently like stroke the front of its the front of its head like down to its nose a little bit. Take my breath. Make me an animal away. handling check. Good. Animal handling. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not, not animal husbandry. Always have to say animal husbandry in a, at least once in every episode. It's the way of our people. Natural twenty. Ooh. Natural twenty. <laughs> um, as you walk up to the horse, you climb up onto it and you. You put an arm underneath its head and you cradle its head in yours as you, you go forehead to forehead with the horse and you feel some of the majestic energy of the horse as it is the king of all beasts as you stroke down the side of its head and you see it calm. It, it, you, you feel a bond with the horse um, as you just calmly, calmly stroke it as you feel its breathing getting calmer and calmer. As <laughs> Aristobulus is like... I don't want to make a massive thing about this, but have a look at this. As you lean out to one side, you just see the horse has the biggest erection you've ever seen in your entire life. (laughs) As he's like, whatever you're doing, that horse is into it. Keep it up. Keep it up. I don't think we've succeeded in calming the horse. (laughs) As as, um, Tyler and Firkin's like, right, which one of you two wants a hammer and nails? I'll I'll take the oh my god! If I let Aristobulus have the hammer, he's gonna mack my little hands off. Uh, I'll take the I'll take the hammer 
Yeah, all right. Aristobulus takes yeah, I'll, I'll show you the first one, says Tyler. This is how we do it. As Firkin goes up and calms the horse, uh, he's like, calm, calm. Uh, the, the horse is like, Dick just starts going a little bit like, like I was gonna slapping say, in the breeze. Is, calm is the wrong word. If, if we're being very literal yeah. with this horse. As as Tyler's like, right, that's better. As he just he just tucks it out of the way. As he goes down and he turns the hoof of the horse <laughs> upside down. As he gets a hammer out and he just slowly starts pulling nails out the bottom of the, and pulls the, the shoe clean off the bottom of the horse's hoof. As as Firkin takes time to calm the horse, he's like, this is how we do it. He's like, first you line the shoe up, then you take a hammer. And he's like, you've got to do it in one hit. If you keep on doing it, you will upset the horse. So he goes, bang, 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 and puts like three nails into the He's like, it looks scary. It isn't actually that scary. What you need is confidence, all right? The horse will sense your energy as Aristobulus is like, what the horse can sense that I'm horny as Tyler's like, yes, the horse can sense that you're horny. If you could just step away, I think you're starting to distress him. <laughs> or him. It's definitely a him. We've yeah. just that. It's 2022. The horse can identify everyone. Horse maphrodite. <laughs> boom, boom. As uh, he's like, do you want to go? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. As you walk up to the horse, Aristobulus goes and Rolls an animal handling check and Aristobulus, shit, gets a three. As he's like, <laughs> I know that I'm not great with animals and I, what we have is a forbidden love. As Tyler and Firkin are just staring at the front of the horse in bewilderment as Aristobulus is basically like... Can I can I try and give him the help action with this animal handling check before before I try and hammer the, hammer the shoe on to give him, mm-hmm. to give him advantage, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to roll again for him or do you want me to do it? Uh, you can do it. Okay. Shit. Uh, that's a nine. As he's like constantly like trying to like pet the horse, he, he just picks up a pine cone off the floor. He's like, here, try some of this. As he goes to feed the pine cone to the horse, as the horse like bites his hand, as he's like screaming, as the, the horse's yellow chip teeth are like embedded into his hand, as... Tyler and Ferkin are like, now, while the horse is distracted, go! Okay, I, I run round, uh, run round the back of the horse to try and go for go for one of the feet. Uh, so picking up the, the hoof, you turn it and cradle it as they hand you the hammer. Okay, I, I try and line up the, try and line up the shoe with like the first, the first nail against like one of my, one of my little fingers. Uh, yeah, and then, and then I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try and smack it in. Okay, make me a strength check. A strength check. Oh Jesus Christ! Thank God you put your nubs back. Thank God I've got a plus one for strength. <laughs> oh, that's a natural nineteen, so a twenty. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. As you lean back, you go bam, and you slam it in the first nail. Like you see sparks fly up as the kids like. Wanker, didn't I show you? You take the first shoe off before you put the second one on. <laughs> you've you've double shoed a horse. Wait, wait, this this horse already had shoes on. Yes, you need to change horses' shoes. Okay, they don't. They you don't shoe a horse for life. It's like, Fuck me, you've double shoed a horse. I've never seen anyone do that. Okay, uh, I can try and pry out both of them. 
I say to the child, I can try and pry out both of them. <sighs> the child's like, all right, I'll hold the hoof. You fucking get at it. Quickly! Okay. As I don't think as like Aristobulus is like, ah, it's my good hand! Ah! <laughs> He's just like, I think he's severed my finger. What do you want me to do? Make another strength check. Yes. Uh, 14. 14. As you lean back, Firkin comes and yanks behind you as both shoes come flying off the horse. So he's like, right, quick, come on. I line up the new one with a new nail uh, and I smack it in. Ah, fuck. That's a four. (laughs) With a four. (laughs) As you you go to hit, you miss. You just slam your thumb into the bottom of the horse as you're like, ah, just... I fucking gri- I grit my teeth and I go for the same nail again. Uh, eight. <laughs> eight. As it goes half in, there's like half a nail sticking out the bottom of the horse. All right, fuck it. I move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. I'll come back to it. You've done that classic thing you always do where you bent the nail around. That's halfway there, baby. I go for the next one. As you hear Firkin's like, well, at this rate, you'll get half a fucking cart ride to Nicodranas. We'll just drop you off. <laughs> That's a 17. 17. As you line it up, you lean back, you're like, this time I'm getting it right. As you go, bam! As you hit the nail, it goes in. The The world almost erupts around you. The boom is so loud. Everything shakes and the horse starts whinnying. You're like, you're thinking, this didn't, this wasn't, you're like, what the fuck was that? As um, Firkin's like, I think that might have been dynamite. Where the fuck's that coming from? (laughs) (laughs) Boom! Um, How many nails? Last one. Is that four? Oh, is this the last one? Okay. Last one. Ooh, 15. 15. As you're like, you've now got the art of it. You're like, kabam! As uh, it goes in. As um, Tyler Firkin's like, I tell you what, I'll do the rest of it because you're really starting to distress this horse. <laughs> as like, you you see, he bends round the nail, takes it out, puts a new one in and hammers it in, mm. finishes the rest off as he's like, all right, well, I don't think you've crippled the horse too much. As the horse goes off kind of walking with a limp, as he's like, yeah, good. We'll just uh, we'll let him walk that off. Uh, I thought this was the horse's first shoes. I thought that's what you meant when you said it was a small horse. Well, you know, you've got to break the horse in. I'm merely saying he ain't going to be... Look, I tell you what, I might use this horse to pull the fucking cart to take you to Nicodranas. Okay. We'll get there by Christmas. Tati, Tati is just quietly saying to himself, don't don't kill children. How old is this child? Don't kill children. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, Hanash, you, you, you mature quickly on a farm, the things you see. <laughs> don't kill children. There's just so much more paperwork. Do you know? Do you know how many, like prolapses of sheep during lambing season this child has seen <laughs> how much research have you done into farm work in the last week i actually got a open university degree in agriculture chris <laughs> that wasn't me being sarcastic that was me genuinely asking <laughs> oh no no i just i you know i went down a um youtube hole you know one night when i couldn't sleep oh surely it would have been safer to go down a wikipedia hole on this particular topic <laughs> <laughs> I think it just basically said poke it all back up there with a stick um, right as you all finish up the horse starts walking off into the meadows as there's a god almighty boom as everything is knocked off its feet the horse tumbles down as the ground shakes underneath you as you all get back on your feet turn around you're like did that come from the other side of the house 
as you make your way back round the side of the farmhouse, you see the down tree and you see like Hanash just leaning against the great axe. You see Maud running around picking up squirrels and uh, you see Belsiar just dusting bits of broken glass from a greenhouse off himself. I like to think that Hanash's killing shot on the tree was literally like something out of like Dragon Ball Z or something. <laughs> like the tree was coming down with a branch like that and Hanash just jumped up into the air with his mace like... Hello! <laughs> <laughs> like I know what you sound like. Let's be clear on that. I just go through the tree. <laughs> As you all come back together, Aristobulus has basically got bleed. He's got like bite marks in his hand, uh, and he's like feeling sorry for himself. Oh, can um, can uh, Aristobulus cast? Um, how are you doing for health? Uh, poorly, but well, I mean, we'll probably get a little rest, don't we? Uh, Aristobulus is just going to cast a first level cure wounds on Hanash. Okay, yeah. Do you want to roll for that? Yeah. Sorry if this is poor. Right. That is a four plus six. You get ten health back. Woo. So, uh, Hanash, you're in a daze. You're in a bloodlust, leaning on the axe as you're looking at the splinters of the tree. As you just see the old man walk up to you and just inappropriately put his hand on the side of your face as you feel a warmth within yourself as he's like, I don't do this very often, but be well. I say, thank you? Why is your hand wet? (laughs) I got bitten by a stud. (laughs) Well, all right. (laughs) You're a weird dude. (laughs) 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 He's like... That's fine. I find these kind of healings as awkward as you do. <laughs> <laughs> Can I um, investigate the tree if there's like anything useful from it? Are there, it's like ancient magical thing might have like super bark or something. Super bark. The bark that can't be stopped. Meet the bark that can't be stopped. Yeah, I mean, yeah, make me make me a investigation check. Twenty two. 22. Uh, you look around, there's lots of splinters, lots of burnt wood, uh, lots of dead animals that have fallen out of it, leaves everywhere. You find lots of acorns. It has disproportionately large acorns. As a creature with also, that also has disproportionately large acorns, and I surely identifies with this. Sorry, I, I had to throw that. My acorns are tiny. It's a, it's a sore subject for me. <laughs> Micro testicular. Uh, as you 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 think you found the uh, the family jewels of the tree, as you pick up these two disproportionately large acorns. Uh, that that was an awakened tree, by the way. Just in case mm-hmm. anyone was wondering. Can I can I shake it? Or, or, or like, is there anything in this? Like uh, the little tree in here? Uh, you shake the acorns; they seem pretty solid. Cool. I put them in my massive backpack. <laughs> push them down the front of your trousers. Uh, as you, you yeah, put them in your house with Gertrude. Hello. Are <laughs> <laughs> you waiting for me? Who <laughs> <Are> these? <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. Uh yep, as you, you squirrel away to acorns. What what's what are the rest of you? Belsia, what are you doing at this point? Um yeah, I don't know. There's there's I'm guessing a, a dead tree is just a tree. Um I was more thinking Maud would probably be picking up the dead squirrels and 
stuffing them with little icons to make like a beanie baby. <laughs> you see Maud is currently um, gutting dead squirrels. She's got a pocket knife out and she's just gutting them and just pulling out the innards and flinging them into a pile on the floor. <laughs> oh, that's so Maud. Shan's going to be so happy. <laughs> uh, it's at this point everyone's like, where the fuck's Marvin? Oh, yeah. Didn't he stay with... Um... He stayed with Phineas. Uh, Is he that horny priest who keeps following us around? Uh, oh, no, that's Aristobulus. That's Aristobulus. Because Cato's like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you are, a dry wit. Tati, it's at this point that you see something weird out of the corner of your eyes. You look over. Behind where the tree has fallen, uh, you see like a little rockery almost. Uh, something that's different to the rest of the garden. What, like a, almost like a circle of stones? Ooh. Um, yeah, I'm going to go check that out. I'll probably take Barbara with me as well. Do you take Barbara with you? You make your way round the tree. The tree is fucking huge. I mean, on its side, it's still taller, the trunk, than you are. Yeah. Uh, as you make your way round, you see... Make me a perception check. Thirteen. Thirteen. You start getting a coldness comes across you. As you make your way, the, the closer you get, the colder you feel. The shivers run up your spine as you look down on your arms and the hairs are standing up. As you stand in front of this circle, uh, you see a small plaque underneath that says, To Tiffany, our beloved daughter. Oh, I, um, as a, I don't know, maybe, maybe like the cold feeling that comes over him, like, makes him feel a little bit like, I don't know, sad, not nostalgic, that's the wrong word. Just like the the idea of this person's death kind of got to him a little bit. I think previously when like, especially like after doing the horseshoeing uh, and like seeing how happy everyone seems to be at the, at the farmstead, Tati is like, I don't know, he feels quite happy here. It feels like the simple life. Um, and it, it makes him feel like the the stuff that, they've been through as a group is like a million miles away. And then this, this just brings everything back to like reality again for him. He's brought, he's brought abruptly brought out of the camaraderie and banter uh, from the group as everyone's backpacking themselves. Everyone's like patting Hanash on the back and congratulating him for fist fucking a tree to death. As uh, you, this coldness keeps on growing after you. And then you just hear, this imperceivable wail, this almost from within, rather than from out, it's from within, as you feel tears and sadness and a wailing. Ooh. Oh, my God. Um, Tati, I guess he, I guess at first he probably, like, looks for a source of the sound, just as, like an like an external source. I know you said it came from, it didn't feel like it came from, an external source, but just like a natural reaction to that would be for him to like look around, like look for the tree line or something where something could be. You look over and you see at the end of the garden there's a pond and sitting at the edge of the pond with her feet dangling in the water is a little girl. Um, Tati's going to... I'm just going to like give give Barbara a quick chin scritch. I, I assume that... Does she seem, does she seem scared at all when she's next to the, the rockery? No, she seems to be attuned to the fact that you're uncomfortable. Much like the horse can feel your emotions, so can Barbara. 
as uh, Barbara is looking at you. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Barbara a quick chin scratch and just and just say um, go back go back to the others go um, go uh, go check on check on Hanash and check on the check on the kids make sure they're okay. But Barbara kind of turns her head in a bit of like really kind of way as she's like as Hanash you see Barbara skitters up to you and just sits at your feet looks up at you and is like oh oh. I say, there aren't any wells anywhere near here. <laughs> 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 How about the old well? I'm trying to bask in my victory. Be gone from me! <laughs> uh, I, I say to Belsa, like, someone, someone, uh, no, probably, uh, I guess I go to Maud, because I know she can communicate with animals. Like, Maud, some, this dog's on about something. You know, you know what? I don't know, you know. Uh, as Maud shuffles over, you see her, like, She's hanging out. She's now put two stakes in the ground and she's stretched out the squirrel skin. <laughs> she's just giant the squirrel skin. She's just smashed down a fence and ripped some panels out of it to make stakes in the ground. Add that to the list of jobs. We've got to make a new fence. <laughs> um, as she waddles over to Hanash, she's like, what seems to be the matter? This dog's found a well, I think. I don't know. She looks down at... But, uh, Barbara's like, as Maud like leans in and is like, all right, Barbara, what seems to be the problem? As Barbara, in Maud's ear, says, I just need a really big shit. She has no idea how much pie I've eaten. She's like, it feels like a breech birth. That's my baby. She's like, I think it's turned sideways. You just see a collapse on the floor. She's like, get it out of me. <laughs> um, as we pan back to Tatty. <laughs> Tatty, you see the uh, the figure of a young girl on the edge of the water, her feet dangling into the edge of the pond. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna walk down slowly um and just stand by the stand by the edge of the water quite i don't know kind of solemnly i guess just with like my hands behind my back just just stood waiting just to see if she says anything what's your passive perception oh passive perception is 18 18 that's high enough for you to notice you can't see a reflection in the water from her as you walk closer. Mm-hmm. Does she say anything, or does she kind of sit there, almost, almost like on a loop, just kind of doing the same thing? <laughs> not, not like, a ring. Not like literally on a loop, <laughs> but does she kind of just sit there doing the same kind of the same activity? She's got just a sad, waxy look on her face as uh, there's a tear rolling down her cheek. You notice now she's very, very pale. And more worryingly, she has no reflection in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, I mean, if she if she had a tan, that it would be less worrying, but... Uh... She's been roasting in hell for the last... <laughs> <laughs> oh, free sunbeds, guys. Um... Tatty is gonna if she if she doesn't say anything to him. Tatty's just gonna, um, just gonna very. I, I guess he starts out quite quite quietly, 
and just say, um, are you, are you Tiffany? She looks at you for a while and she says, you can see me. Yeah. But they can't see me. No one can see me. How long have, how long have you been here? I've been dead for six years. Okay. Um. Death isn't as exciting as it sounds. I mean, I don't necessarily think death is exciting. Just it's the end of something, I guess. Um, it's the start of everything. Yeah. Right. Some people say that death is just a just the next the next step, I guess. I have sat here and I've shouted at people. I've screamed at mum and dad, but they can't hear me. And sometimes I'll be having dinner and I'll go and stand there and I scream at them and they don't hear me and I'll pick a plate up and I'll throw it across the room. Uh, you know what? They just fucking blame it on Tyler and Firkin. So you can, so you can like interact with the things around you, but the people can't see you. Yeah, there was a giant montage for six years as I learned to use my ghost skills. Telekinesis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These ghost skills. Um, I'm gonna. I'm a level five ghost. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna say um, that must be that must be really that must be really difficult. Do you want me to? Yeah. I can talk to them if you want. If you want, I can. I can pass something on if you want to. If you want to tell them something. I mean, I've been hanging out with with Tyler and Firkin for an hour or so this morning. Uh, I can, you know, I can, I can pass something on if, if, if you want them to know something. Tell them I won hide and seek. I won at hide and seek. Okay. Is there any more context you can give me? Because if, if I, as a, as a person not in your family, tell the people that are in your family, hey, your daughter who's dead won hide and seek. <laughs> it might sound a little bit. It might sound you. You understand where I'm coming from, right? I know you're. I know you're. You're very young, but you can understand how that might make it look like I killed you. <laughs> <laughs> you actually see for the first time the ghost laughs. She's like, "I like you. You're funny." Thank you. Um, she's like, "I know what it will." I mean, if you go around telling people you can see ghosts, they will think you're cracked. Yeah, I understand. I I look very calm right now, but I'm freaking out. I can see by the stain down your trouser leg. She's like, you are, don't worry, I was trying I'm to friendly. shoot a horse earlier and it went really wrong. The horse got too calm. Oh, you should have seen it. I got, I got kicked in the tit by a horse once as a kid. That's not how I died. That's not how I died. I just want to confirm, how old is this child? <laughs> you can't tell, she says. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> she she's like no tell tyler and fucking that that i won hide and seek all right okay i'll i'll tell them is there anything you all want right, me to know is there anything you want me to tell your uh your mum and dad as well yeah tell them to clean the fucking oven right so we played hide and seek and we all hid around the fucking house yeah and it was my turn to hide so i climbed into the yaga and i hid in the back of the yaga yeah and then what I didn't know was mum fancied some biscuits. So she came in and she fired up the yaga and I banged and I banged and I screamed, but she never heard me. I was cooked alive in the oven in the back, but they've never buried me. They never buried you. They don't know where I am. I haven't been put to rights. I haven't been laid to rest. Okay. So my body is still in the back of the oven. Oh, my God. 
Tati is like doing his best to hide how horrifying this is from this from this child. Um, so she's like, "Could you lay me to rest, and then my spirit can go back to the Shadowfell?" Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but make sure the moral to take from this, if there is one, I won at hide and seek. You're still looking for me. Point. I understand the important. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Don't let my death be in vain. Okay. I'll go I'll go to I'll go and talk to your brothers first and then I'll go talk to your mum and dad and I'll see if I'll see if they if if they understand and I'll go and check the check the the oven the auger <laughs> auger whatever it's called auger uh I'll go and check the auger um if they if they if they understand what I'm saying then hopefully they'll help me um cuz I if they quite, don't I'm quite small okay thank you Okay. As you just see her turn her head and she ignores you again. Okay. Uh, Tatty walks back up towards, um, and going back towards, I'm going back towards the like farmhouse, but if I can, if I can hide behind one wall where no one else can see me, Tatty walks up to that wall and just like, just like puts his head against the, against the wall and looks at nothing for like five or 10 seconds, just having a, a mini freak out. Yeah. Just yeah. like, just like, it's okay. It's 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 just ghosts. It's it. Ghosts are fine. Ghosts are just people. It's just it's, it's fine. Just oh my god, this kid got burned alive. Oh my god, that's so depressing. Oh my god, Han- Hanash oh Belsia. Oh like you oh all god. watch him. You you just watched him walk up to the water's edge, stand there staring out across the waters, and then he went white as a sheet, and he's just wandered off into the herb garden by the side of the fucking farmstead. So I look around and I look at Maud and she's doing weird things, squirrel. I look at, I look at Arsalbu, who's this weird dude. I look at Ty like, what the fuck is happening? Why, why am I with these people? <laughs> and you're the one with the chaos gone. <laughs> As you look down, Maud has given um, Barbara various herbs from her She's got like a backpack and she takes out uh, like a, sorry, a satchel. She takes out various herbs. She's crushed them together, given them to Barbara. It's like an emetic or like an enema as Barbara has just dumped out like um, <laughs> half her body weight uh, in, in loose bowel movements. As, as Barbara is like, I feel like a whole new dog. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> fuck me. I was going to get a gastric band, but wherever the fuck those herbs are, they're brilliant. <laughs> She's like, "What's up with Tatty?" Uh, I think at this point, Tatty's going to wander back to back to where the group is. If they're if they're in the mm-hmm. same place, yeah, yeah, yeah. You look white as a ghost. What's wrong, pal? Don't say ghost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? what, what? Uh, I I just go. I, I just say it's cool. Everything's 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 fine. Uh, everything's fine, guys. Uh, I guess at this point I'm stood kind of near to where the like plaque is on the ground, and I just like keep keep glancing at it, and I'm just like, guys, it's fine, guys, everything's cool. I just see ghosts now. It's cool. Uh, the Tiffany and I point at the point at the plaque. Uh, she's she's sat down by the she's sat down by the by the lake by the by the pond, whatever kind of water feature that was, uh, and, she, and we just had a little chat. So now I gotta, I gotta try and, I gotta try and sort out, sort out a unfinished business. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm dealing with right now. Can, 
Does anyone anyone have anything to add? I I look over and I guess I see no one uh, by the Yeah, there's absolutely nothing there. You look over and you just see the clear waters. Uh you just see a frog leap off a lily pad and go through the surface of the water, leaving ripples there. Uh I, echo I, out. I slap tight and go snap out of it, boy <laughs> Full strength. Make me an attack roll. Oh wow. Go on then, if you really want him to. Is he using his morning star? <laughs> he said slap. I'm <laughs> <laughs> taking that kind of risk. 16 to hit. 16 meets my armor class, so it hits. Five damage. Five damage. Whoa, that's a nasty slap. As he, he backhands you across the face as everything goes a bit twinkly as you just land flat on your ass in the grass. Uh you splat down right next to the turd on the floor. You look sideways <laughs> at a massive mound of dog shit sitting proud as a little groan leaves you. Melcia, what are you doing in all of this? Um, I was getting ready with a combination of Mold Earth and Mage Hand to help out Barbara, but it looks like my, wow. my services will no longer be needed. Oh, man. Mold Earth goes with... I'm so curious on how that would have worked. <laughs> We'll save that for another time. <laughs> I like to think if you'd rolled, if it, AJ would have made you roll something, and if you'd rolled badly, the mold earth would have literally like expanded within her, and she would have just exploded. <laughs> Chunks of Barbara raining down, and that's how Tatty first discovered he could see ghosts. As he looked over, and there were two Barbaras. <laughs> one was spread out across the lawn, and the other one was <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I guess Tatty is gonna. I think the I think the slap kind of brought him out of his like panic mode. Um, like he's like he's he still obviously like trusts his senses, so he he knows without looking back that he saw something and that he actually spoke to this person. So I guess when he's just like sat on the floor, uh, he looks around for uh, Tyler and Firkin. Yep. Uh, do you want me to make a perception check, or are they, like, right there? Tyra and Verkin are just skidding around all over the place. They've gone back to child mode, and they're just chasing each other around the herb garden. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up, and I'm going to walk past everyone towards Tyler and Verkin, and I'm going to talk to them. As you walk up, they're like, ah, oh, if it isn't the horse botherer. You guys have a weird energy. But I'm gonna. I, I need to. I need to tell you guys something. I'm gonna just like. What? If they're like running around and being kids, I'm gonna like gesture them to come over so that I can talk to them like quietly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you usher them in, yeah. Um, your sister died about five or six years ago, something like that. Uh, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't want to scare you guys. Um. I after I saw the plaque that was near the farmhouse, um, I actually saw her down by the down by the the river. Um, she was just sat there by herself, so I went and spoke to her. She asked me to give you guys a message um, and to say that she she won at hide and seek. She seemed to think that it would it would mean something to you too. So I just wanted to tell you and make make a persuasion check. Oof. I don't have good persuasion. I can't believe you that told her it was a ghost. Like, <laughs> like she's alive? Uh, I got a nine. A nine. As they look at you for a while, 
One of them starts crying. You see a single tear going down Firkin's cheek. As he's like, nah, nah, nah. As, as uh, Tyler's like, you're mental. <laughs> I don't like you. As he just grabs his brother. He's like, come on, before he starts telling us more lies. As they run off. Uh, as they run off, I say, uh, uh, religion is just a cult with more followers. Uh, <laughs> un- uncomfortable truths with tiny bojangles. Um, <laughs> screamed into the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm going to, I guess, uh, that, that. Sorry, not sorry. That minor disappointment out of the way. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go inside and find Gertrude and uh, Phineas. Dirty and Phineas, like they're both sitting at the table as as they're chatting away, talking to each other on the table. As Phineas looks up, he's like, "All right, how'd you get on?" Uh, ups and downs, ups and downs. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, it's been an interesting morning. Uh, Tyler and Firkin showed showed me how to, some horseshoeing, and that went okay uh as you both look out the window you just see the horse hobbling like up and down <laughs> limping. Uh, uh, i'm just like yeah, i heard you, heard you double shoot a horse yeah yeah I, oh, I everyone's done that at least once i once tried to remove my contact lens i spent 20 minutes trying to remove my contact lens before i remembered i hadn't put a contact lens in I'd been trying to rip the cornea off the front of my eye. I didn't think that we had contact lenses in this universe. Oh, it does happen. Oh, I can only sympathise with your situation, my good friend. <laughs> That's all right. I was just trying to lower the mood a little bit. Right, what can I do you for? Lunch is still an hour off. No, 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 that's absolutely fine. You've, you've fed it. Can you smell it? Fresh cakes in the oven. In the oven, you say. <laughs> yes, that's right. In the oven, you say. Um, so I actually, I have to talk to you two about something. Um, I'll see. I walks in quickly and says, "Tatty, can this wait until after lunch?" <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just, I ignore Belsia and I just like hands together like this, and I'm like. How to say this? I I was I was uh, looking around the the farmhouse around where the tree had gone down, and I saw the plaque uh, for your for your daughter Tiffany. Oh yes. Oh. Um, saw that. So I um, I didn't know this before coming to before coming and staying with you guys and helping you out on the farm today. I apparently, apparently, um, have the ability to see ghosts and interact with them. So I'll, I'll explain to you what I saw when I, after I saw the plaque, uh, I looked out towards the, towards the pond, um, and it, I saw a very young girl sat at the edge of the pond, just with her feet dangling in the water oh tiffany used to love doing that mm. that was her happiest moments she used to dangle her feet in and she could said she could said the fish would nip at her toes fuck me you really brought the mood down reminding me about that sorry um uh and i i was actually able to talk to her um which you talked to our dead daughter well hang on a minute 
Tiffany, how did you talk to Tiffany? Tiffany has been missing for... Uh, nobody has seen Tiffany in like six years. I, she just upped and left one day. I, um, I'm really sorry to tell you this. Tell us what. But she did have a message for you. Oh, fuck off. What? Um, she, she, she said that you need to clean the oven. Uh, what? She, I know I'm as confused as you are. Uh, she apparently during a game of hide and seek with Tyler and Firkin, she hid in the Arga, um, and then when someone came to use the oven, not knowing that she was in there, um, she was, she, she, she was set aflame and, um... You've got to be, what are you even talking about? I don't, I, I can't even, don't, this ain't nice. Don't talk about things like this. There's, 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 there's only one, there's only one, I know that this is all very negative and it's very horrible. Um, there's, there's only one kind of, there's only one silver lining to this conversation that I've had with your daughter, which is that if you would allow me to take a look at the, at the Arga, um, she has asked that, uh, she be given a proper burial. Um, like I said, I saw her down, I saw her down by the pond. Um, she, she wants to move on. She's been... She's been hanging around trying to communicate with you for six years. How did she communicate? She, I think she tried to, she tried speaking to you. She tried shouting when that wouldn't work. I think she's tried throwing things around, like plates and things. I, I don't know. I don't really believe in the whole other realms. I know those cunts, Tyler, I mean, not cunts. I know those <laughs> children of mine, Tyler and Ferguson. I'm very sorry. It's been a long day. I'm sorry. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Look, you're, you're starting to upset me. I've been nothing but hospitable to you. I've emptied, I've let you in. I've let your friend fucking side eye Gertie more times. Like, <laughs> poor Gertie's feeling like a piece of meat. I can, I can talk to, I can talk to her. He stripped his shirt off earlier and flexed his muscles. Yeah. sipping out of a tin. I think he was, I think he was just happy that he, dealt with the tree situation. Oh, yes, I forgot to tell them. The tree is awakened. And you... <laughs> I wouldn't be good to know that. I, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to pile on, but it probably would have been good. It's just... I, that's why I couldn't do it myself. I put my back out. Hey, there's... Hey, no shame in it. I'm a, I'm a tiny little... I'm a tiny little gnome. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I know. That's why I got you to, to bang some nails into a horse. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So what you're telling me is we accidentally cremated our daughter. That's about the long and short of it, yes. Well, this has put a downer on lunch. I apologize. Okay. What do you want what do you want to do about it? Um if if you would allow me to I'd be I'd be quite happy to do it, you know, if you guys wanna if you guys wanna leave the the farmhouse for half an hour, an hour or something like that. If you would allow me to Open up the Arga and have a look inside and try and clean it out. Um, so, all right, I, 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 
Oh, you just see Gertie crying. As uh, like Phineas, to be fair, is actually the wreck. Gertie, if we're being honest, is the one who's supporting him. Gertie is stronger mentally than Phineas is. As they're like, all right, you do what you want to do. But quite frankly, I, uh, you have hurt us. You've hurt us deeply. I just come in from pan left and just like starts a massage, Gertie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be okay. It'll be okay. This is such a dark time for all of us, Gertie. We're going to have to support each other. I'm comfortable with as, it. As you're, as you're crunching muscles in his back, you just hear the um, chaos god inside you say, No, not like this. <laughs> no. Do not use your dark hearts for massage. <laughs> This is not the Discord. I want you to sew, my child. <laughs> so, yeah, Tati, right, they leave and you see them go out into the front yard and they just, you see them crying. I mean, my responsibility is not the, not the people that, that, that live here. My, my newfound responsibility is to a dead person. So I'm going to open up the, the Arga, see if I can find something to, uh, to like, if I want to like, kind of sweep the the kind of ash and stuff out of there. I want to see if I can find something to, like, drop it in so that I can, like, sift through, I guess, and make sure that there's not, like, stuff that's left from regular cooking and not child cooking. So, f- several things. First of all, make me a perception check. No, maybe an investigation check, sorry. Investigation? Uh, that's a 15 15, you just see, uh, you look around everywhere, you just see a biscuit tin as you turf the biscuits out and you're now holding a metal tin. Okay, I'll use that. So you're like, this will do for ashes. As you go up, did you say you open the oven door? Well, I'm going to make sure that it's off. It's on. It's on. I would like... Yeah, they're they're cooking hotcakes. Oh, they're cooking hotcakes. Are the hotcakes done? Can I check if the hotcakes are done? (laughs) What would you like to do? I would like to open up the oven. I would like to use some kind of oven glove. Uh, okay, as as you're tiny, you get a little oven glove and you reach right up for the door handle. Open it. Make me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, that's a 19. As you feel a rush of hot air as you duck out of the way, you just feel the edge of your eyebrow, like, singe off. As you look inside, you're at a lower angle than they would be as their adults. As you come down and you look into the central bit of the oven, you see racks of hot cakes. How do they look? Piping hot. Do they look done? Yes. Okay. They're at that stage. If you close the door and gave it thirty seconds, they'd be incinerated. They're at that tipping point. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use my oven glove and I'm going to remove the hot cakes. <laughs> um yeah, mate just like with with the help of Belsiar and Hanash, you, you make a little like um it's like one of those games like you're all running around with plates as Tatty's like hot, 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 hot. Just like throwing hotcakes around as Belsiar's catching them as you lay them out on the table. <laughs> Finally getting into the meat of D&D. Yeah, so I guess once the, once the hotcakes are all out of there, I look for a way to turn off the organ. Argon. Yeah, yeah. As you look, there's various dials. You don't know what they do. You just turn them all, and occasionally sparks and flames. And after a while, you manage to get it to a point where everything is off. Okay, Belsiar, do you have anything? Not ice knife, for God's sake. We're in an enclosed space. Um, Belsiar, do you have anything that we could use to cool down the oven while it's while it's it's only just been turned off? So 
Elsie looks up from uh, the crumbs of the the hotcakes. <laughs> I, I was I was going to say hotcakes. I was going to say hotcakes and dead babies, but that, that, I thought babies might be a little <laughs> name of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with ice knife? If everyone got out of the building, I think, it would if, be quite if, I safe. think if we get on the opposite side of you, then we should be fine. I think at this point, it's just superstition, but it's superstition that. Has, 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 it probably will ricochet. Fucked us. Can you like place knife knife in and then close the door? <laughs> <laughs> like an ice knife grenade. <laughs> um, I can use. I, I'm going to use a combination of gust to to cool it down and mold earth to uh, using the power of physics to fill the argo with earth that heats up and then move it out to remove the heat. Where's the earth coming from? Out the window. I assume there's. Dirt outside. You're okay. just gonna like get a big torrent of dirt in through the window and into the oven. Yeah. Leave okay. It. So so basically, at first you so you use <laughs> gust. So as you fire gust, like all the detritus and shit on the bottom of the oven, the baked on bits of all the cakes for the last twenty years comes flying out as everyone just gets flecks of burnt carbon all over themselves. Um. As you see the window, like great big clods of earth, you see both um, Phineas and Gertie like thrown off the lawn as the lawn rips up (laughs) and this like fucking giant wad of turf comes sideways through the window. First it smashes in and then turns sideways and comes through. (laughs) Like, and just splats down onto the floor in front of the oven. (laughs) And then I put it into the oven. To, to act as a heat sink. But then all of, the, all of the things that I need to get out of the oven are going to be covered in dirt. No, but that's stage three of my plan. After it's soaked up the heat, I take I use mold earth again, take it out of the oven, dump it outside. Smart. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Science. Okay, <laughs> as you do, you pack the inside of the oven with earth, wait for it to act as a heat sink, and you just pull out a rectangle of solid earth from inside the oven. Hot dirt. <laughs> as you just see Aristobulus leaning against a doorpost as he's like, I don't think the warranty is valid on that oven anymore. <laughs> the warranty is not our problem. As you see a giant cube of, of hot earth. Okay. Is that what's come out of the oven then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, can I investigate that and, the, and what's left in the oven? There's nothing left in the oven now. Is Oh, yeah. you see bits of tray sticking like the ra- the racks are literally in the earth now. They're sticking out the side. <laughs> You've ripped the racks out. Well, I mean, just, just in two we found them, maybe buried us. So. <laughs> Bury her inside. Um, As you walk round the back of the stack of earth, you look at it. You see what used to be in the back of the oven. There's just like a kind of like fetal position skeleton, but it's now like wedged into a bunch of earth. So it looks a little bit like an archaeological dig site. As you you okay, you see the you see the skeleton of a small girl now pasted into hot earth, squished between three metal racks. Can I try and use the the biscuit tin to? And I I am so glad that I get to say this. Pry the skeleton of the small girl <laughs> out of the earth and into the biscuit tin. I know that this Jesus is going to take a long time. I'm I'm good with that. Make me. A sleight of hand check. Okay. Hanash eats a hot cake thinking a job good a job well done. 
flicking earth dirt and earthworm off the top of the hotcake. You blow on it a few times. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. You take a rolling pin and a butter knife and very slowly, like like Leonardo da Vinci or some sort of like fine artist, start chiseling away at the block, like removing everything that isn't little girl as you just slowly earth. The whole floor is just a total fucking hot mess. <laughs> as you realize she was crushed into the back with the trays, like, and burnt into the back of the oven as you slowly chip away and remove everything till you've got the charred bones of a little girl and a floor full of hot earth. I'm also going to take the take all the trays that were in the oven and put those back in the oven as well. Covered in dirt, yep. You put the dirt oh, in. I mean, I kick them off. Like, I'll kick some of the dirt off. Wow. So, so now you've got a biscuit tin full of the bones of a long dead child. Yeah. Yeah. Party time. Um, as, as at this point, Phineas and Gertie walk back in. They're like, "All right, what the fuck have you done?" I mean, we're not done yet. We were going to clean up. You, you could have. You could have. So, oh, you made biscuits. They're not biscuits. <laughs> they're not biscuits. I didn't have time to find a post-it note. Um, there are hotcakes, though. The hotcakes were 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 right on the turn when you left. You didn't. You didn't tell me about that. You you sneaky little minxes. Gertie's like, that's because you told me you knew where my daughter was. Tatty is fully manic and disassociated at this point. Uh, so Tatty is, is like, you little minxers didn't tell us that the hotcakes were almost done. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach over to at least like two of the hotcakes and hand them over to those two. And then I'm going to gesture with the biscuit tin and say these aren't biscuits. These this is the these are the bones of your daughter. Ta-da! I like that you put the lid on after you. You're like, yeah, <laughs> very clearly. Yes, I didn't want to. I didn't want more dirt to get in there. So why would why, why I don't understand what's why would you do this to us? We we've welcomed you into our home and be nothing but hospitable. Um. I, you brought nothing but tragedy to us. I promise that it was not my intention to cause more pain. Uh, I I would like to say that I did not expect to be communicated with by a, a spirit that was left behind in this world that was not at rest. Uh, I'm still deal. I'm still dealing with that. So when I was commu- when Tiffany communicated with me. She seemed she seemed very sad, and she seemed like she wanted to move on. Um, so beyond, what if we want to move on? Pardon? We've tried to move on. We did move on, and now we can't move on because, like, you fucked our oven up. And now, what are we supposed to do with a biscuit tin full of bones? Well, uh, as to the oven, like I said, we 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 were about to clean up. Uh, before you guys came in, I didn't realize how long it was taking me to exhume your daughter. And as 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 to the bones, uh, if it's all right with you, I would like to give Tiffany a respectful burial so that she can so that she can move on. All right. Well, you do that. Then maybe we should go and bury her in the back garden. There's already a hole. As Aristobulus is like, I've got a shovel you could use. 
as he reaches into nope. his backpack. Nope, not Iron Sunblazer <laughs> shovel. That's not a good way to do this. Let's find a. I've different... never got to use it. Let's find a different shovel. You can use you, right. you used it on some goblins a little while ago. Uh... As you make your way out into the back garden, you all grab a shovel as you dig a hole in the middle of the rockery. As you stand around, you see Phineas and Gertie weeping. You see Merkin. Merkin? Nope, Firkin. Merkin and Tyler. You don't see... Merkin, Firkin. You see, see Hanush has turned up naked from the waist down to try and assert himself. <laughs> um, as you see his Merkin just <laughs> sipping a Diet Coke, just naked from the waist down. He's, he's fully suited and bow-tied from the... <laughs> <laughs> But he's got. <laughs> never mind. As uh, as you you dig a hole, as you're like Aristobulus, as a man of the cloth, would you like to say a few words? As he's like, all right, yeah. Um, look, I'm not great at stuff like this. I suppose I should probably. It is my job, so I'll just say a few words. Um, you were a beautiful soul, a lovely daughter, and you were a joy to behold to this family. And. It only seems fitting that we should cram your bones into a tin that used to hold scones and then maybe your spirit can be gone. That's all I've got right now. Aristobulus takes out a little plastic bag with what everyone suspects is crushed up child bones. (laughs) Takes a sniff. (laughs) Oh, it's potent. I've I've got her powers. (laughs) <laughs> As you see, everyone is very like weeping. As Aristobulus is like, I do, yeah, look, uh, I can, I can barter with the gods and make sure her spirit leaves this realm. Um, I'm in touch with some powerful deities, but um, first, first we're hearing about it. Shut up! This is not the time <laughs> for infighting. This is a time for togetherness and love. It truly is. Now try lower to- the tin, lower the tin into the. Yeah, I um, I walk over to the I walk over to the grave and I just gently place the tin down. Um, I think when I stand back up, I I look towards the I look towards the pond. You see the spirit of the little girl over there. No one else can see it. I just say, not really thinking that she can hear me. Um, just I I hope you I hope you find peace in. You see her stand and turn as if hearing you for the first time. She walks over, walking between all the other people. She stands on her tiptoes, lifts up, gives you a kiss on the cheek, and she says, thank you, and make sure they clean that oven before they cook anything else. Yeah. As she just, you see the light twinkle out of her as she just evaporates into dust almost in front of you, as you feel a warmth rise back into you that you realise you've been running on cold for the last hour or so. As Phineas and Firkin are like, right, well, as Belsiar is using mold earth to flatten the ground back in, uh, as you pick up the tree and slowly roll it on top of the um, <laughs> just grave. So that it can't, you just roll the tree over it. <laughs> so that it can't rise again. As Phineas and Gertie are like, Right, well, that was beautiful and not what we were expecting. Who's hungry? Me! Me! Let's have ourselves a fucking good wake. Come on! <laughs> As you slowly make your way back into the farmhouse, and there's a sadness but a happiness. It's a time of celebration as well as a time of mourning. As 
you share in good foods. They raid the pantry and they bring out some of the best foods that they were saving for celebration. They crack open a bottle of barley wine as you all sit around and celebrate the life, the life of Tiffany. And that is where we will leave this week's episode. Oh, good episode. R.I.P. Tiffany. Bye. Tiffany. <laughs> Gone but not forgotten. Hopefully. I was going to call her Elizabeth, but I thought it might be a little bit too on the nose. <laughs> if it wasn't for the dead baby, I was for sure going to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Your chaos god is like, people who are already dead do not count. <laughs> I want you. Dead baby bones. There you go. Well, that was a thing that happened. That wasn't quite how I planned that happening, but hey... We just went where the storyline took us. That was fucking wild. Loved it. That was good fun. I enjoyed that. Right. Mm. It's getting late for us and we still need to divvy out XP. So let's draw a line under this week's episode here. We hope you enjoyed that. That is, by the looks of things, Tatty entering a new phase of his character with some weird shit going on there. I'm sure there'll be lots more to unpack there. Uh, Also, one of the coolest fight montages I've ever seen with Orc versus Tree. And... Green on green bit of green on green jesus christ <laughs> and and bell cr uh i think you know the the dungaree scene i think might be one of my favorite favorite mm. off the cuff moments that have happened in a long time in this podcast I welcome really to like, musty meadows i really like the sticky crow <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah oh the sticky crow <laughs> unhand me just getting like leave me the fuck alone around the room He's only got his one point of health back about five seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> You're currently trying to kill him. Right, okay, that is a big goodbye from us. Say goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye, listeners. Bye. Bye. And hopefully we'll see you back here next week. Adios, amigos. Before we let you go, we just want to say a big thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. And, seeing as you've made it this far, why not hit that subscribe button and never miss another episode again? But yet, if you're feeling saucy, why not give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on? It really does help us, I can tell you. Don't forget, you can now find us on Patreon, where we have all sorts of exclusive content for you. I've heard a vicious rumour that Matt has started work on some serialised fan fiction. If Patreon isn't your jam, we can still be found all across the socials. We're on Twitter, at AdventurousANO1. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. So, that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from Chris, Matt, Raggy and myself. We're all off to try and contact the afterlife using a Fisher-Price Ouija board that we found in a cupboard. With any luck, we'll see you back here next week. Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy. Stay tipsy.